0: Klee. and this episode today is about faith. F-A-I-T-H. First of all, I want to break down what faith is and what it means to me. For me, faith is something that you know you can hold on to. It's that light at the end of the tunnel that you actually are looking to guide you. And it's also something from God or the most high. Something where you're not in control, and instead of trying to take, you're actually giving something up, you're letting go. And I've always used the term, I'm faithfully free-falling. Often when things are falling into a really good place for me, um, but it's also when I've allowed myself to truly let go, I'm just faithfully free-falling into whatever God or the most high in your sense has got in plan for me. Whatever's in store for me, I'm just faithfully free-falling. Wherever I'm going to land, I trust in God that I'm gonna land safely and smoothly and where I'm supposed to be. And um, to my example of faith, oh so many. I've got so many testimonies, but in terms of faith, I'll give you an example. So there was um, a period in time where for the first time in about, what, 16 years of working, I had left a job and I wanted to go into something different. I didn't know what I wanted to go into different. Oh, sorry, going to next. And um, I just thought, well, my CV is fantastic. You know, in my eyes, I'm gonna get a job like that. It's gonna be easy and it's gonna be, you know, fairly quick. I thought to myself, maybe a couple of months. And um, I've been applying for jobs vigorously. So LinkedIn, I was going on, you know, all these other websites and applying for so many jobs probably to the point where I felt like I a little bit, you know, oversaturated the applications and I was finding that I wasn't really getting those responses as rapidly as I thought I would get them all in. I wasn't getting, you know, my phone wasn't ringing off the hook, wasn't getting loads of phone calls, wasn't getting loads of responses and emails. I remember thinking to myself, what's going on? How come it's, you know, what's up with my CV? So I remember amending my CV, doing it over again looking through it, reading it with a fresh pair of eyes, like I don't know myself and uh, I couldn't see anything to fall or anything that would make um a recruit a recruiter not want to pick up the phone and call me. And literally I would I would look up and maybe it would turn into, you know, from, from 9 a.m would turn into five and I'd literally just been on my laptop all day applying for jobs, looking for jobs. So I essentially that's all I was doing. And I remember I, I prayed every, I pray every single morning, every single night anyway, but I remember praying one morning and say it had been maybe a month and I thought, shit, you know, nothing's changed and I'm starting to get really worried. And all of the applications I was filling out and then job things I was going through were all out of stress and worry. And I remember praying, and I just was tired. And I said, God, whatever I'm supposed to be doing next, I know it's going to be great. I know you got something fantastic planned for me in store. I don't want to worry anymore. So I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry, Lord. Wherever you're taking me, I'm ready to go. And in that in that moment, I guess I had an aha moment where I realized that, you know, I talked to my friends at the time and and I was praying every day and I was saying I have faith in you, Lord. I wasn't really showing it. If I'm saying I have faith in you, Lord, and then I'm panicking and I'm worrying and I'm stressing, applying for these jobs and trying to control what will happen when God has everything, you know, for my future in his hands, then I realised, ah, all this time I wasn't having faith in what you can do for me. I was busy trying to control all of it and do it. So maybe God was even just laughing, thinking, look at her, stressing when she hasn't demonstrated having faith in me. She hasn't let go and allowed me to lead the way of where she's meant to go. She's trying to do it all. And from that moment when I realised that I wasn't delivering faith, I remember talking to a really good friend of mine and, and telling him about it and saying, you know, all this time I was saying, i got faith and I'm being faithful, but actually I wasn't. I was trying to control it all, and I didn't stop and allow the Lord to to do for me. So from that moment when I realised, I what did I do? i get up in the morning, first thing, eight o'clock, apply for roles. I would allow myself only a certain amount of time, right? Because I'm being faithful, I'm not gonna stress, I'm not gonna worry no more. I'd allow myself maybe three solid hours of applying, then I would pause, allow myself to, you know, have something good to eat, be thankful, go out for some exercise, watch a show that makes me feel good and then be productive in something that I like to do. Still praying for what I wanted, not stressing, not worrying and still living my life. Because remember, that Lord loves us and wants us to enjoy having the air that he allowed us to breathe. And what I found from that moment of truly being faithful and not just doing those sequential, sequential things and then just getting on with it, but worrying in my heart. I stopped worrying full stop. I didn't stress about what tomorrow will bring because I said the Lord will provide. The Lord will give me energy to work out. The Lord will give me happiness in my heart to laugh hard and I'm watching a shower, I'm hanging out with friends. I just started living my life and not stressing and worrying. Those are the big factors in whether you're having faith or not. If you're saying you're faithful and you're maybe doing those things, like a little bit of the applying and then pausing, in your heart you're worrying, you're not being faithful. So I was truly wholeheartedly faithful. And what I found was no no word of a lie. I was getting phone calls, emails, texts. All these recruiters were coming back to me The minute I started to truly be faithful, I went on so many interviews and what the Lord did for me was instead of me trying to choose jobs, the Lord then put in a position where I was able to choose. I was able to, I was offered about four or five, four jobs, right? And I was in a position where I could choose i remember praying on it saying oh my goodness lord i'm so grateful for what you've placed before me you've put me in a position of choice by me being faithful to you you've now given me choice on which direction i'm choosing to go but i know that either one you have lined up before me i will be happy i'll be happy i'm going to save the moment in this company so Oh, it was such a, honestly, it was such an emotional time of gratefulness. It was so much gratitude that I had, but I learned a massive lesson, and that was to have faith. Not just what it can do for you, but the beauty of it all, the beauty of it all is that when people say as well, I don't feel loved, the Lord is always there to love you, or in your case, your Most High is always there to love you. You're not forgotten about have the relationship, have faith. So I was, you know, I had these jobs before me. I prayed on it. I chose one and I went for it. And it turned out to be an experience that benefited me. So it's a beautiful thing to faithfully free fall. You will fall into something beautiful because you see our path is already set for us. And I was gonna say this in a different order, but I'm gonna just say it in this order now. So as I was saying, our path is set for us, right? So when people try to control, it doesn't go your way, if you notice sometimes. Or it might seem like it's going the right direction, and then you're gonna find yourself coming to a halt, because wherever the Lord wants to bring you to, or your Most High, you're gonna end up there, some way, somehow. It doesn't matter what you want. And um, there is such thing I believe wholeheartedly in, in, in there being a change of fate. And I remember saying this as a young teenager. It was so nuts. I used to always read up on star signs, and I love my star signs. I thought it was so fun, and I still think it's fun, but I'm not I'm not as deeply invested in it as I used to be. Um, I remember thinking to myself, wow, like some people have the power where fate could change, or they could even change fate. But I feel like God will change things along the route for us. I'll give you an example. I have a friend that I met in um, one of the workplaces I was at. And we bought a real nice friendship and then um we ended up talking about psychics. And I remember thinking, oh gosh. Because at one point in my life I never would go to a psychic. I was just like, no, I feel like I'd be cheating God if I go. I'm just gonna feel guilty. And I'd gone to one in my, one moment of time. I remember going to my grandmother because you know, we're close and I just asked her opinion. She's a she's a big woman of God, right? And I was just like, will I be cheating God if I go? And she was just like, God is a forgiving God. Like, you might think you're making a mistake, God will forgive you. But ultimately, God's plan is the plan. I was like, all right, Grandma, I got you. Mm -hmm. So when me and this friend in the workplace end up talking about psychics, I told her my experience, told her, you know, everything the psychic said, none of it really happened, Yada yada. And she had been talking to a psychic that she kind of went to regularly, and I didn't know at the time she was going through a divorce, and that was her motivation for seeking the psychic. And I had um, had a telephone call with the psychic. I remember thinking, uh, I don't know what it is, but in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, God's got a plan for me anyway. So I don't know why I bothered doing this phone call with the psychic. And I remember asking her a few weeks later, how are things going for you? Did you speak to so-and-so? And she went, yeah. Yeah, but then I realized, you know, everything she said, nothing was happening. I was like, yeah, I can dig that. I've never experienced that before. And so she said she called up the psychic and said, you know, nothing that you said is happening or that thing you said last, you thing you said last month, it didn't happen. So the psychic turned to her and said, yeah, because you kept living your life according to what I told you. So then she had her aha uh-huh moment. you just need to live your life and that is where I feel like the power or God can change the fate for you so you might be going to the psychic and the psychic tells you you're gonna dye your hair red but God might say no you're gonna keep your hair black or brown everything can change you might decide or God might decide for you you're gonna be an athlete and then God might decide for you you know what five years down the route from that I want you to be a preacher because you have so much love to give that that's going to be more powerful and beneficial for everybody so the power of of fate and it it being able to change it's just nuts so never think that there's just one thing in store for you and never think that there's just one way it's going to go your life. I say, I say this to everyone. I've been saying this since, again, I was a young teenager. Your whole life could change in six months. I don't know why, as a young person, I was saying things like this, but I still believe it now. Your whole life could change in a space of six months. You could be a millionaire and everything could change for you. You could then have, you could be no longer a millionaire. Anything could happen. You could be a bum on the street, you could then be a successful businessman or businesswoman in six months. You could be a bum on the street and be a millionaire in six months. You might have had a pound someone gave you as change. You might place a lottery ticket bet or a scratch card and you might turn into a millionaire. Your whole life could change in six months. Your fate could change in six months. Your fate could change in a month. So believe that. And that's why I think you always need to cherish moments that you have and have gratitude because anything for you could change at any point in time we are not in control another thing I wanted to share with you was you know the importance of faith so I know I expressed you know what it feels like it is to me but it really is something to hold on to it's truly guidance and I think we all need we all need that that balance that equilibrium something to hold on to and guide us. All of us need it. Some people that are atheists, you know, to each his own. But I feel like everybody needs that something to look back at or to refer to or to feel grounded by. And I feel like faith is a massive factor for me that helps me to remain grounded, that helps to remind me that I'm going, you know, everything is going the way it's supposed to go. And I am where I'm supposed to be. I remember someone taught me that I wouldn't say i don't know she's a woman of god as much as i am but i can't judge she might be a very spiritual woman and um i was frustrated in 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 where things were going and how they were going and she said you are where you're supposed to be and then she paused and she looked at me and them words were so powerful to me they were so powerful to me because i just thought flipping heck that's correct like everything, as it happens, where it happens and how it happens, it's as it's supposed to be. It's the Lord's will, so you should never regret things. You know, you might get annoyed that you did something or the way you, you the way you did it, and but it was supposed to be that way. So you just press on, and you have you have your hearts as clear. So for me, that's the importance of faith, just leading the way. And something that i wanted to share um i remember uh, my cousin asked me some really good questions um a couple of weeks ago we we're talking about just life and it's nuts because i was there the day he was born and now he's a grown man <laughs> giving him my age a little bit but yeah he's a grown young 20 something year old man and now we're talking about life together and he asked me um I think we were talking about god or something along the lines of god and i think i was talking to him about faith we were talking about some things i was like you gotta have faith man and i was kind of giving like a little you know just reasoning wrapping with my little bit and um he started asking me some powerful questions he started saying all right you know please so you're saying that everything you've asked the lord for you got and i said yeah everything i've ever asked the lord for hands down I've received that's it that's it and he sounded a bit puzzled and I said I want you to understand this I've never prayed to the Lord for riches or money instead I've prayed to the Lord for me to be able to provide for myself and my family I've never prayed to the Lord for fame and I wanted to be a star you know but when I was finishing up school I remember saying to my parents, especially my dad, both my parents are married not to each other, I said, right, I'm going to the studio every day now. I've got a whole album worth of work that are my final tracks, and this is gonna be my life. When I was at university, anyway, I told you guys about that. So instead of praying for fame, instead I prayed to be able to touch people all around the world. However you can touch, however I could touch people, whether it be with my good heart, with positivity, with my big wide smile, with inspiring people. I just wanna to touch people. And instead of praying for expensive items, instead I prayed for being able to achieve all my goals. You know? So that's why when I say that, it's it truly is the real. It's the real. I never ever prayed for, Lord, please let me have a convertible Mercedes. Please let me have a con- you know a convertible um, BMW. When I had that car, it was just by, ran- it was random one day. I think I was tired of the car I was in. I just thought, you know what? I wanna change. I didn't even go out looking for a convertible. It just happened. Because that's never been at the forefront of my to-do list. I do have a dream car now that I aspire for, don't get me wrong. And I will have my dream car. I don't know how and when I'm gonna get it, but I know that wherever my path is leading me to, it's just gonna come. Like I just I just have faith that it's just gonna come, but I'm not praying on it and it's not at the top of my priorities. It just will come. So those, that's why everything that I've asked the Lord for, I have. Everything I've asked the Lord for, I have, and most of the time I pray for me, my family, my friends, and just things like happiness, good health, um, being able to open my eyes again for many, many, many more years to come. Those are the things that are important, you know, being able to achieve my dreams and goals. So I've never turned to the Lord and been disappointed that I didn't get, you know, uh, this lavish home or I didn't get that car. I didn't get them shoes. Those aren't on my list, honey. They are not on my list. I want to give you guys an example as well. So I remember, um, this is when I stopped, right? So imagine I went to school, um, throwing up all my years. So I started off rapping because my older brother was a rapper. So, you know, you can do what they do. And then I fell in love with, you know, my love for Leah. I just thought, wow, she's sick. She's amazing. Like, this is my, this is my swag. This is my, my zone. And I become, I started to sing and, um, but I always sang though but I guess then singing took over the whole rapping thing and I would write, I'd also make beats. So even when I was at school, secondary school, I did um, music GCSEs and I sang Aaliyah Maria Mariah Carey songs and we had to record them and whatnot and that was just my life. I would even go home during my lunch break to record a song idea on my karaoke machine and then go back to school. Like I was just music through and through and um, I was in a dance crew at the time, so everything sort of performing artsy. I just did, that was, my, that was my zhuzh, that was my little my little zone, right? And then when I went to uni now, I rebelled against my dad, so I decided to, to study software design, because he kept telling me, you can do your music at uni, and I said, you know, you're like, at, at. <laughs> Don't tell what to do, I'm going to do this. So I decided to do software design, because I was making websites at the time as well, in my spare time. And I just thought, I'm going to do this, right? So I still did my music, though. I still made beats. If anyone came to to anywhere I lived at uni, I always had my computer set up, and we would make a beat together, especially in the second year of uni when I first moved out. they would come over, we'd make a beat, we'd probably watch The Cable Guy, because that was my favourite film. I like anything dumb funny. And um, yeah, I'd be going to auditions, throughout, in between my courses, whether it be modelling, it could be a music video, it was music, I was collaborating with people, I'd make a beat and be like, hey, you wanna jump on this? I was doing all these things, going to studio, you name it. And everything was in this journey to, I'm still gonna be this music artist, I'm gonna be this talent, and I'm gonna just pff, go out there and I'm just gonna do this as a living. And I remember walking down, um, I went to Hertfordshire, you know, I remember walking down this long motorway in Hatfield and I just felt so free. I felt so, so free. I can't even explain it to you. I had a bit of sh- stuff going on at home with family. Then I'm down here in this peaceful area. I was just doing nothing. I don't I don't remember what I was doing. I can't remember if I was finishing work because I worked when I was there too. And I just felt so free. I felt not a care in the world and I felt no stresses, nothing on my shoulders. I remember thinking, I was talking to God in my mind. I remember thinking, I don't ever want to feel like I can't have this feeling of being this free. I don't ever want to be able to feel like I can't walk down the street. In peace like this. Michael Jackson was on they will say at the time was addicted to drugs and then he'd end up dying a few a few years later. It seemed like everybody that was famous, that I really liked and aspired to want to be like, then none of them seemed happy. It didn't seem like fame was a thing that that made people happy. It just seemed like the minute they got it, they were down or they would lose a loved one along the path. A lot of them would say they can't live their life no more, they can't enjoy things like just going to the supermarket. And I, there I was just so free and I thought, would I want my whole life to change to the point where I become like that? And then my legacy is that I had a good you know, run of music and then, well, I'm dead in a few years. And I don't know what it was, but from that point on, I stopped going to auditions as much. I remember I removed my SoundCloud because people used to message a lot to jump on beats. I removed my SoundCloud and everything just slowed down in terms of chasing fame. Cause that's what I was chasing. Even though I wanted to, to be an artist and I think that I was pretty bloody good, I stopped chasing this fame thing because I realized that everyone I loved at the time, Leah, she had passed away. I know it sounds extreme, <laughs> but I did think to myself, I would rather have this, this freedom. I would rather know that I can, that I have all my family and I'm not gonna lose them to fame. And I would rather know that I can just be able just to live my life the way I want to, right? Because sometimes you might get hot, you know, with whatever your talents are and you might change your mind two years later, you might wanna do something different. But because you have a certain audience to appease, might be a bit harder to not do what you started off doing so all those feelings I just thought ah nah I want to have this free feeling I've got right now and that's when for me things changed a little bit I um I did start singing a bit after that a little bit but um I think then what happened was being a young adult at the time I think I might have been about I think I might have been about 19 or something like that I think it just things just came to me in terms of what was important in life, and it, it wasn't. It was certain things like the moments of being happy, family, health, etc. Those things started jamming, clicking to me, and it came to me in that way from God. So um, yeah, and I just was faithful to God that whatever it, however I meant to utilize my gifts, you know, if I got some more, you let me use utilize them. But obviously. Free music it just might not be the way and I didn't feel in my heart at the time that I wanted to continue doing it, I just stopped and I remember I got into a relationship and I enjoyed my course and I had like a nice sort of job as a supervisor and I was just happy, I was happy so what I got in exchange for running up and down you know even though I enjoyed these things was like I got the exchange of understanding what true happiness was and that's um, a great lesson that I will always cherish. So um, yeah, that's my little talk on faith. I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you want to hear more about those sorts of topics, I could talk about it all day long. I would love to. And I think what i will do next time is it'll be great if I had a friend along or a family member who really um, has had a lot of experiences or testimonies. Even I could do one about testimonies. That'll be a really good one to share because people go through these things and they go through these things in silence. But it's really nice when you stop and hear someone share. There's nothing more powerful than vulnerability. So thanks for listening.